occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 15. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses this evening. Nice. <laughs> what are you talking about today, Kate? I'm talking about Bloody Mary. Yeah, the origins, who it possibly could be, the game, and other explanations. Nice. I'm talking about the black-eyed children. You ever heard of them? I haven't. I'm going to be talking about sort of the origins... A little bit about them, some eyewitness accounts. It's going to be a very spooky time. What's your favorite urban legend, Kate? Mine is the Hookman. Why? Because he scares the living daylight out of me. Is it the Hook? I think it is. I don't know. It's, for those who don't know, the Hookman briefly is um couple go to Lover's Lane. It's night. They're in a car. Um, the radio comes on or something there's a an escaped convict or a mental asylum patient that's broken out or something scary and she it's a, it's a straight couple she is scared and they hear noises or like tapping on the window or something and the boyfriend's like i'll go check it out you stay in the car like she, every scary film yeah and she's like don't and he's like bye and then he goes <laughs> bye and then, then either like she hears like little taps on the car roof and he's like been killed and strung up on a tree above the car or something but i just uh, i don't like it i don't know i think it's because he's always got his weapon because it's his hand fair enough i had that with captain hook as a kid we went to disneyland when i was 11 and i refused to get my photo taken with him i'm not not too afraid of captain hook i think it was his big plastic face to be honest well I still got a photo with him, but I look very afraid. It's on my mum's wall. Fair enough. <laughs> Shout out to my mum. What's scarier, Captain Hook or the Hook Man? Let us know. <laughs> you, are you afraid of hooks? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> I think mine is the black-eyed children um, because I'm going to talk about my mum again. Sorry. When I was 13, I researched it for the first time. And then at like 11 p.m. that night, I was sat there and there was a knock on the door. My mom went to answer it, and I was like, "No, please! If it's a child, do not let them in." And she was like, "Why would it be a child?" Your niece then, is just there, like, please. And then it wasn't a child, <laughs> but you know, it freaked me out a lot when I researched it for the first time because it could be anything. So I'm going to talk about it. You okay. Again. Uh, any other announcements? Oh, thank you for 2,000 listens. You're welcome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's me. It's just Kate listening. <laughs> it's me on repeat. Times. We don't have anyone else. It's cool. We have quite a large international audience, and it's good to hear. Like, see everybody listening, having a good time. Yeah. We'll keep making episodes if you keep listening, I guess. We'll keep making them anyway. We don't care if you hate this. <laughs> I have a good time. Yeah, me too. I like to research the spooky things. Screw the audience. We're continuing. Anyway. <laughs> so my sources for this week are weekinweird.com, Wikipedia, thoughtcatalog.com, snopes.com, rareute.us, mysteriousuniverse.org, and howstuffworks.com. I had a look at Snopes for mine. I didn't you put did. it in my sources because I didn't use the information. But oh. Can't believe you're copying me. <laughs> so the stories of the black-eyed children, not to be confused with the black-eyed peas. Oh, Jesus. Date back <laughs> to around the 1980s, so not too long ago. However, the first written recordings of them are from 1996, when Brian Bethel, a Texas-based reporter, 
shared his experience of two black-eyed kids onto a paranormal mailing list. In his story, Brian describes encountering two children and claims that a similar person had a similar but unrelated encounter in Oregon. Most people have claimed that Brian's story is what we now know as a creepypasta, so a fictional story with the intention to scare people. Mm -hmm. But he still maintains the belief that it was a legitimate encounter, even telling his story on a live TV interview in 2012. Hmm. Okay. Which I feel isn't that long ago, but now it's 2020, I'm kind of doubting. Yeah, it's like when you said the 80s wasn't that long ago, I was like, that's 40 years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, now it feels kind of... I mean, like, it's not the 1800s, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what are the black-eyed children exactly? They are mysterious creatures who resemble children between the age of 6 and 16. Okay, the, the black-eyed tweens. the scariest thing. <laughs> black-eyed twil- <laughs> tweens. Yeah. Nothing scarier than tweens. It's true. No matter what eye colour. These creatures appear only in the night, often in pairs. They are said to knock on your door and ask, in a breathless, monotone voice, to use the bathroom, make a phone call, or ask for something to eat. This is obviously so you feel, you feel pity for them when you let them in. They want to come in, is the main goal. Right. Don't let them in, as a heads up. Bad things I haven't happen. had one. Well, if you see a cable black eyes, run. <laughs> I would anyway. Yeah, right, creepy. In most reports from people claiming to see these like people and have these experiences, they're home alone and have two boys between the age of 10 and 13 knock at their door and ask to be let in to use the toilet or the telephone. The adult feels a sense of overwhelming fear before realising there's something wrong with the children's eyes. Because obviously their eyes are black, mm-hmm. like oil black, mm-hmm. real black, and they don't have a pupil or anything. It's just no whites or black. Mm-hmm. Like those big scary contact lenses you can get. Eyewitnesses often claim to slam and lock their door or call the police. But I'm going to tell you a story now that comes from a woman who let these kids into her house. Okay. Can't be that bad if she's telling the story. The story is from weekandweird.com and the person who wrote the article removed any identifying information, just so you're aware. Mm -hmm. And the person sent the story into the website, so it's that kind of thing. You know, there's no real information. I live just outside of a rural town in Verm- is it Vermont? Vermont? How do you say that word? I don't know. <sighs> Vermont, I would say. Sorry, America. I don't think it's yeah. It's not like French, is it? I don't know. Anyway, it's a tight knit community where everyone knows one another, and people don't lock their doors at night because there's never been any need to. A little over a year ago, I woke up because I heard a loud banging on my front door. At the time, my husband and I lived in a small home on a dirt road just off the rural route into town. It was the middle of a snowstorm, and the nearby hills get very slippery in the snow, so I thought that someone might have slipped down in an accident, or like broken down in a car, because it's happened before. When I looked out the window, I could see that a motion spotlight was on. I could see that there were footprints in the snow that come from the road and onto the driveway, but there was no car anywhere. The snow was at least covering the road, and no one had driven on it for a couple hours. Our front door was obscured from the window, but I could see that someone was standing there. I wasn't sure what to think, so I woke my husband up just to feel safer. While I was telling him what was going on, the banging on the door started again, and my husband went to answer it while I stood in the hallway. When I opened the door, there were two children standing in the snow looking towards the ground. They were a boy and a girl, and could not have been more than eight years old. They were dressed strangely and had odd er- oh my god, odd ergots. Odd haircuts. We've all had an odd, odd haircut. Oh my god, why can't I say that? Anyway. What does it mean by odd haircut? Well, I'll explain. So, 
The girl's hair was very long and straight, and the boy had a dated haircut that looked like a bowl cut. So they weren't dressed for winter, and her first thought was that they must have been, like, Amish people, mm -hmm. because they had very old-fashioned clothes and hair. Mm -hmm. That's what she means by odd. Right, okay. But she knew that there wasn't, like, an Amish community nearby. Thinking back on it, I know that my normal reaction seeing children in a snowstorm would have been to rush them inside and bundle them up with some blankets and hot cocoa, but that's not how this felt. The children were very unnerving. They would not make eye contact, and when my husband asked them if everything was okay, they asked if they could come in. My husband looked at me and said, what do I do? And I asked the kids where their parents were. They'll be here soon, is all they said. It was around two o'clock in the morning, and at this point the only reasonable thought in my head was that there must have been an accident, and these kids got lost. As much as my instincts told me not to bring them inside, I did anyway. Bad move, lady. I went into the kitchen to make them some hot cocoa, while my husband took them into the living room. While I was fixing the kettle, I could hear my husband talking to the kids. He was asking them if they were okay. They answered every question in a sing-songy voice. They weren't afraid to be in a stranger's home at all. I started to notice that our cats, we had four, were all hiding except Pigeon, who is in the kitchen with me. Oh my goodness, I was about to ask what their names were, but Pigeon is enough for me. Please don't get too attached to Pigeon. No. Normally our cats are very curious and friendly, and we have to be careful that they don't run out the door when we leave. This time, none of them even tried to see who was here, which I thought was very strange. All of the hair on Pigeon's neck was standing up and his tail was puffed up while he looked in the living room. When I bent down to pet him and see what was wrong, he hissed and started growling and backed up until he hid himself under the kitchen island. I've never seen him do that before. When I walked back into the living room, the kids were sitting on the couch, as still as, as, still as can be, but my husband was just holding his head in his hands. I asked him what was wrong and he just said that he felt very dizzy all of a sudden, but he was fine. I turned back to the, the children to give them their hot cocoa. But when they looked at me, I gasped. It took everything inside of me not to drop the mugs and run away. When they looked at me, their eyes were completely black. They had no whites, just giant black pupils. When they saw that I saw and was scared, they stood up and asked if they could use the bathroom. I tried to be as composed as I could be and showed them down the hall. They went into the bathroom together and I hurried back to my husband to ask him if he'd seen their eyes. He had seen them too and said that they were... They looked like badly bruised eyes after a car accident, so they didn't really think anything of it again. Mm -hmm. We were in the middle of talking about the children when my husband's nose started to bleed. He never has nosebleeds for as long as I'd known him. I just knew inside myself that this had something to do with the kids in the bathroom, and I started crying while I ran out to get him some tissues. That's when the power went out. I heard my husband yell my name from the living room, and when I started to walk back through the hallway, I stopped dead in my tracks. The two children were standing there at the end of the hallway. They weren't moving. I've never been so scared in my whole life. They just stood there in the dark. Where's Pigeon? Hiding. Thank God. I guess. I hope so. Now you've told me not to get too attached to him. I'm worried for him. After what felt like forever, the boy said, Our parents are here. And they walked into the door. Into the door. They walked to the door. They just Dunk. immediately flat passed out. Oh, well, yeah, it's They walked to black. the door, opened it, and walked out, leaving it wide open. My husband jumped up to go close it and almost fell over. We looked out the window and saw two men standing by the car, standing by a black car at the end of our driveway. The men looked like they were wearing black colored suits and were very tall, at least six feet. 
When my husband waved at them, they just stared at us and got into the car, and then they drove off. Our power came back on about a half an hour later, but nothing was the same after that. Over the next few months, three of our cats went missing. We can only assume that they ran away somewhere and never came back. No. But the worst thing was coming home to find Pigeon no. and a puddle of blood on the living room floor. He looked like he'd been vomiting blood. The vet told us that he had some kind of hemorrhage. I'm sorry, Kate. No. Rest in peace, Pigeon. Pete. Why peace, can't you speak today? I'm having a real hard time. <laughs> after my husband's nose, after that, my husband's nosebleed became a regular occurrence. When we went to see the doctor, they just said it was dry nasal passages, but my husband was diagnosed with an aggressive skin cancer. When the doctor asked us if he used tanning beds, we both thought he was joking, but apparently this kind of melanoma is linked to overuse of indoor tanning. The doctors think he will recover, but don't understand how it got so bad so quickly. My husband has never worked an outdoor job and spends relatively little time in the sun. Ever since we let the black-eyed kids into our home, I was a black-eyed piece, <laughs> into our home, I've also suffered from regular dizzy spells and nosebleeds on a regular basis. I've had other issues, which I won't mention here, but trust me when I say that I am currently in the worst condition of my life, and no one can do anything about it. I know that all of this is because I let those kids into my home. We've told everyone we can about the strange kids that showed up, but no one else thought, like, saw them, and laugh about how scary we were of children. But I wish we'd never opened that door. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. You can't really see any cause and effect, though. You don't know that the kids did it. Right after, though? It just happened one night. It's like, if I clicked and then you broke your arm, I'd be like, well, I didn't cause that. I think it was just the link of everything. And the kids with the black eyes. It's weird. It is weird. She warns others not to let the kids in and to call the police and wait until they arrive and just not let them until morning. So some things I want to talk about here. Some people think that they're vampires because of their appearance, but I'm not really on board with that. Some other theories are... Oh yeah, they have to ask to come in, don't they? Yeah, demons and aliens. So okay. demons is kind of an obvious one, you know, black eyes, inhuman sort of presence, making people very unwell, going out to people who are home alone. Demons don't have to ask to come in, though. One of them just could have chucked the other one through the window. I mean, it could also be that they're possessed. Yeah. Or they could be aliens. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what? Just you and aliens. Aliens are real. So this theory is particularly interesting because the parents picking them up are very similar to the men in black. I probably do a whole episode on them because they're super interesting. But Maybe it's like the parents' like, bodyguard. Maybe the parents were in the car and they were like the bodyguards. The parents' aliens. What? <laughs> what? The men in black don't go around picking up their alien children. The kids could have got away. The aliens could have got away. And oh. they're like, we're here to collect you. My mom's or here. they're aliens. <laughs> but anyway, my, my, I, I wrote down come. that I think that they could be men in black. But they could also just be weird other aliens. Okay. But anyway... In UFO folklore, men in black are people who are thought to be government agents or a type of alien, and they threaten or harass people who've seen UFOs in order to silence them. But they didn't harass this family. Well, no, but they came and picked the kids up. 
Yeah. Let no, me explain. Kate. Yeah, no, I'm on board with what you're saying. Like, I get it that there were two weird men that came and picked up these kids. They may have just been like stylish businessmen, gay dads of these kids. You ever think of that? Anyway. So this could be the men in black, which would mean that they were in charge of the alien kids. Also, the skin cancer diagnosis is very similar to the moonburn syndrome that's commonly suffered by UFO witnesses. So, moonburn syndrome, you ever heard of that? No, and I feel like I'm not going to agree with it. It's something that first occurred in 1980, when two women, Betty Cash and Vicky Landrum, along with Vicky's seven-year-old grandson, witnessed a large diamond-shaped UFO hovering over the highway as they travelled home. Uh-huh. As they approached the object, Betty stopped the car and went to check out the spacecraft. She recalls feeling an immense heat from the UFO before more than 20 military helicopters appeared. After the incident, all three victims suffered with radiation poisoning, with Betty having the most severe symptoms, because obviously she went closer to it. Mm -hmm. They contacted the Air Force to try and get some compensation, but they denied having anything to do with it. (laughs) Obviously, like, I'm going to sue the Air Force. (laughs) But that happened. They have radiation poisoning. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so you maybe can get that from things that aren't UFOs, though. But they said they got it from UFOs. They all got it at oh, once. Sorry, my bad. I believe you, Vicky. They all got it at once. Right. So they could easily have seen a UFO, got a moonburn syndrome, and that's similar to the black-eyed kids, you know? Or they could have been living somewhere that would have given them radiation poisoning, so they all got it at once because they were living together. And then they were so sick, they were hallucinating they were driving stop making things up i'm not making i'm just this is about aliens i'm looking look at the facts kate i'm looking for other explanations well quit it this is a spooky podcast also right okay sorry i have a problem a real problem with your men in black they didn't harass them at all they never came back the kids harassed them and they used their magical alien powers what do you mean the kids harassed them the kids didn't harass them they gave that guy cancer they made her sick yeah, but and they they're not the cats. men in black and you said yourself the men in black would harass people well in general seen. but if the kids have already done enough they could have been just pe- what i meant was the men in black harass people if you've seen an alien uh-huh, so, so forget these, about seeing an alien if these kids are aliens well, they well, not, they're not obviously aliens. They can be bothered. They probably just, they're like, oh, well, these people probably think that it's just a weird kid, so we'll just pick up our aliens and leave. Don't mind me, sir. I'm just here to pick up my alien anyway, and leave. I found another story about someone who had contact with the black-eyed kids and also died of cancer very shortly after. And this person's friend told the story. So he took a road trip and stopped at a bar before going to his hotel. And he was flirting with the bartender, and she was a beautiful woman, and he was flirting, she was flirting back with him, and they were, you know... Hitting it off. Hitting it off. Mm-hmm. And the woman told him that he could stay at her place after they had some drinks together. And she said to leave his car at the bar, because her house was in the remote location, and she would just drop him back at the bar the next morning, because she owned it. <laughs> what? Don't bring your car. My house is in a remote location. My house <laughs> is in the middle of the woods. Don't bring your car. So, he took her up on it, for obvious reasons. And then when they arrived back at her house, he began feeling an overwhelming feeling of dread. She took him up to her room and said that, and he said that he was at that point very frightened of her because she was not acting normally and sounded almost inhuman. So they had sex. And then after laying in bed for a while. <laughs> Wait. So they did. Wait. <laughs> he was like, I'm scared shitless of this woman. He's like, Man, I'm not even too sure she's human anymore. She's kind of hot, though. She, she cute, though. I mean... <laughs> Fuck. 
She's still hot oh, though. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I assume they had sex because he said, it said that, because I just kind of wrote it in my own words, but it said that he went back to her place for sex. She said, come upstairs for sex. And then it kind of <laughs> skips time a bit. So I kind of just assumed that in that time, he was like, you know, we'll just see what happens. Gonna bone this alien. <laughs> So after laying in bed for a while, the woman had fallen asleep and he got up to get water from the kitchen. And as he was walking to the sink, he saw numerous small children running around the place. It was 2 or 3am and he wondered what they were doing up so late. When he looked at them, he saw that they had completely black eyes. The next day, the woman did return him to the bar, but a month later he was diagnosed with untreatable bladder cancer. And it quickly deteriorated despite being a young, healthy, athletic man and died six months later. Um, I don't think athleticism will help you with bladder cancer. No, but the point is that he was completely young and fit. He had no other sort of symptoms. He just immediately got bladder cancer and died very quickly. It's like your granddad, though, what you told me about him. How well, he just seemed out my de- deceased grandfather. No, how he podcast. seemed absolutely fine. And then he went into hospital for something you, else. Yeah, you can deteriorate quite quickly. Yeah, they found out he had a cancer and then like a month later he passed. It can happen. I'm not being like, well, actually, but I'm just saying, like, it's possible. As of 2014, reporting of black-eyed children has been rising. So keep an eye out, because these kids tend to be wearing dirty clothing. They make you feel really uneasy if you can't see their eyes. And I have a few more stories I could share, but I feel like I've kind of gone on long enough about this. I'll put them on Patreon. So what do you think, Kate? I'm noticing you're feeling incredibly sceptic about this one. No, I'm not. I mean, it's it's scary if it's real. Um, the concept is scary. Imagine it's late at night. You're in bed. It's like one a.m. and then you hear banging on the I'm door. I'm in bed at one a.m. That's the scary thing. <laughs> you're banging on. You hear banging on the door. You're like, who could that be? You go down to check it out. Why? Why would I? Mm-mm, false. Well, no. you look out the window to see who the heck is banging on the door, and it's a child, two children, wearing old-fashioned jumpers with bowl cuts and completely black eyes, just like, can we come into your house to use the toilet? I would I would crack my pants and I would move countries. I have a question. I have a porch. Can they come into the porch? Probably not. Hmm. I feel like they'd probably just wait outside. Until Word of advice to all of our listeners. Get a porch to avoid. Just don't let them in. They're the- not going to force their way in. They ask you. And then you say, nope, and you lock the door. If they're this scary, the why can they not come in? That's why people think they could be vampires. They ask for entry. Mm. But they don't attack you. They just make bad things happen. That's what I mean, though. Like, vampires have never been associated with, like, cancer. No. They just kind of come in, do what they need to do, and then leave. The kids they just, just suck come your in. blood, but, like... Yeah, the kids, kids come are... in, radiate incredibly uncomfortable energy. You know, suck the life out of everything around them, make everything sick, and then leave. They could be, like experiments oh i feel like i'd be more inclined to believe that they were sort of weapons of war because if you're looking for a way to subtly chemically sabotage the other side and you want to hit home like when when they drop nukes on like um like homesteads you know what i mean like they're not necessarily just going for the soldiers they're going for the country yeah. People aren't going to say no to a little kid that's like walking around. You know? You think it's like a, a robot kid or like a mind control kid? No, I think it's like a. I guess like an 
an agent, but like a kid that was like born into it and like they have been irradiated or something. Okay. Interesting theory. Yeah. Because I'm more I'm more likely to believe that than an alien because first of all your men in black thing actually sucks because they would come back. Just agree with me. The but men in why black would have they? If, if if the kids Because if you remember seeing an alien, right? And you're posting on the internet about this alien that you've seen well they haven't written that it was an alien no but i just said that, that there was a child with all black eyes that now they've got cancer their cat was dead and the other three have run away i guess you don't want that kind of propaganda being spread do you no, so most as the men in like, black it's a kid shut up i feel like the men in black only care when you outright see an alien but they did no but like you see someone that is all weird and gray and or like a big grasshopper and you're like that's an alien anyway i don't agree with that but um I, d- I also don't think it's vampire because the kind of telltale sign of a vampire is that they want to drink your blood i guess yeah, the cat was in a pool of its own it? blood but it was vomiting so yeah i'm so sad about pigeon as a side note justice yeah, for pigeon um what else was that demon uh, i could be um I would be confused as to why it would be randomly targeting people, though. Also, who would the men in suits have been? And why would the body have not aged? Yeah, I think what's interesting is that I kind of imagine the black-eyed children to be... So, obviously, they're kids. Mm -hmm. I feel like kids are kind of rebellious and they do whatever they want. You know, they want to have a good time and they'll just run off and, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. So I kind of imagine that if they are like an alien or, or whatever, they are sort of a young form of that and they'll, they're doing bad things. But like, I kind of imagine it's like, I'm going to go, you know, fuck off on my own for a bit. I'm going to do this. And then like men in black or the other aliens or whatever, like oh, we have to pick these kids up because they're misbehaving rather than them going out being like, we're going to go and kill someone, you know? Yeah, I suppose. That's like presuming aliens live amongst us, though. Because they can't just be, like, strolling out of the real area. Or whatever it is. I feel like it's sort of a rebellious little kid version of it. I don't know. I'm I'm hesitant to believe that it's an alien. Okay, what do you think it is, then? I've just said. Do you think that it's a Like an experiment, like like a weapon, yeah. Fair enough. Um, That's a really interesting take on it. Yeah. I don't know why it wouldn't have, like, aged. Maybe um, they're different children every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're, like, cold after a certain point. Like, that's why they're only up to that age. Because after 16, people aren't going to let you in the house. So you just get rid of them. Yeah. That's true. Um, And before that, they might not be, like, ready, you know? It could be a different form of like monster that just takes the shape of a child because it wants to. Could hurt be others. like the gas mask children in Doctor Who. Yeah, or like well, if it was a possessed person, then you know the demon would enter them because they're a kid, mm-hmm. and because then they could easily get access to people's homes to like take their energy or whatever you know make them sick do evil demon things because demons intent like intentionally want to hurt people don't they i suppose but why could a demon not just come in people don't have salt lines everywhere like not everyone 
I don't know. So why would Maybe they not just like, come it's in? It's just an easy entry. You know what I mean? Because what do you mean? You, you want them to just... If they're possessing someone, they they have to go into the house in that person's body. Yeah, but if they're in towns like where... Like she said, her door was always unlocked. Well, you have to break someone down before you can possess them. She can't just... They can't just possess someone randomly. There are stages of possession. What are you talking about? No, I I'm thought- talking about the actual house is unlocked. So once you've possessed someone, you can just walk them through into a house in a neighborhood like this. Yeah, but if you go, I feel like if someone, if a kid knocks on your door at two a.m. and is like, "Can I come in?" You're more likely to say yes than like and be okay with it. It's not you're not going to be okay with it most of the time, but you're more likely to be than if you just come home and there's already a kid in your house. You know what I mean? No, but um, I don't know. I, I thought you meant like. Oh, you could just walk past the target in the street and move into that person's body. Oh, no, that's not but what I mean. that, yeah. No, I mean, like, I don't know. A kid could just walk into a house at, like, 7pm and be like, I'm lost, help me. You know what I mean? I don't understand why they could not come in. Well, maybe they do it because then they can stay in the house for a while. Yeah, but they can do that anyway. They can no, like- but if they come in at, like, 2pm and be like, I'm lost, then maybe the person who owns the house will be like oh, I'll take you to the police station or I'll help you find your parents as opposed to being like, oh, they're on the way. We'll just wait here. Yeah, but then they're still like hanging out. Do you know what I mean? They would still be together. I guess. Maybe they sort of spread an energy onto the home or something. Yeah, unless they know. did something in the bathroom. Yeah, like to the house because then the animals died as well. Maybe it's like a... like a witch. Oh, like a magic thing? Yeah, maybe they did like a hex on the house when they went to the bathroom. Because I can't see why else they would want to go to the bathroom. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. So maybe They it's did like go a, for a little while and then after that all the bad things started to happen. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's like a... Um, like a skinwalker type thing, obviously, as a human though, as like a small child. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, possibly possibly that that's interesting that was a really interesting little insightful conversation yeah so so what makes that your favorite urban legend the idea of uh i think it's because children um i don't particularly like want to hang out with kids i thought you were just gonna say because i hate children no i just mean like i don't have like i would help a kid if it needed me but i don't want to like you know hang around with children all the time i'm just not really a good person no you know what i mean i don't want like to be like a nursery teacher i don't have one i'm not one of those people who is like a really motherly person you know yeah so i feel like but i still see kids as being like a vulnerable person that needs you know help like if i saw a kid who was lost i would want to help it you know Mm -hmm. so to have sort of a vulnerable person like a little kid who's coming to your house who needs your help but it's also this horrible creature that is just not human. Really freaks me out. I think it's because they're so vulnerable. Like if a person had like black eyes and was talking like that, like an adult person, I'd be like really freaky. Mm. But I wouldn't want to help them and I wouldn't feel anything towards them. I would just feel fear. Whereas like a child is vulnerable. Like it's kind of a horrible dilemma to be in. Like this, why is this child the one that's doing that rather than an adult? I think that's why it freaks me out. Fair enough, yeah. I feel like it's better than if they'd chosen to be like, the black-eyed elderly because i feel like you're still less likely to help the elderly even though they're vulnerable but they can they're an adult you know what i mean they're yeah. just an older adult you can look after yourself i mean to a certain extent but like children just can't do that yeah children are just not mentally able yeah the kid comes to your house and they're like please help me i'm like okay 
<laughs> you know? Mm, I mean, yeah. I'm more cautious about it because I'm a nervous person, but like, I feel like you're more likely to be as a person to be like, oh yeah, especially if you're a mother. Yeah, I feel like if I didn't know about this, I would have just been like, oh yeah, come on in. It's yeah, okay, like, I'll, like this woman, I'll make you a hot chocolate. Yeah. You know, where are your parents? Even exactly. if it's 2 a.m. because you're like, oh, they could have gotten an accident. Yeah. Rather than just being like, why is there a guy at my house? <laughs> it's like that, Um, I don't know what, it's like a criminal activity and they use a kid. I've seen that. Is it like um, trafficking, I think? Is that what it is? I couldn't remember which one it was. But I think a lot of people use them in different ways. I've seen it for trafficking before where they'll use a kid so you'll go and like help them. And yeah, and it's like, like, can take you help you. me? I'm like stuck. Or... or they'll like rob you or something. Yeah. Yeah, don't trust yeah. kids. No, if you if you see a kid and they want you to take them somewhere, take them to a police station instead. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, people phone the people police are, because they can help. Yeah, more pe- than some you people can. are bad, and yeah. that's not good. But anyway, yeah, beware of children with black eyes. Also, unless it's Halloween. Actually, I would still, still be with Halloween because children shouldn't be wearing contact lenses. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, if sure. a kid can put contact lenses in, I'm immediately afraid of them. I can't put contact lenses in, so yeah, I can, but it gives me migraines. So if a child can do it, I am afraid. And the big lenses. mm Hmm. Yeah. They'd be a really cool kid, though, to be fair. Hell yeah. So, scare scale. How scary do you think this is? Out of five? Yes. Probably like a four. You think it's scary? I think it's quite scary. Yeah. If you if you, if you put yourself in that situation, freak me the hell out. I get scared whenever it's late and someone knocks anyway. Right? I Even get if so I've ordered afraid. like pizza, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. You know? I think there's something scary about knocking. You know what I mean? Yeah, or just people, because if you've not specifically invited a friend round, you don't, it's your safe space and someone is trying to come into that. Yeah, I think the thing about knocking as well, like if someone breaks into your house and you don't hear them, terrifying, I would imagine. I've not had a break in, but I can imagine that's a really scary thing. But at least they're not trying to rile you up. But if someone's knocking at the door. They want you to know yeah, that they, they want are you there. there. It's creepy. It yeah. really freaks me out. Yeah. And then if it's a kid, whoa. Oh, weird eyes. Whoa. No. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Danger. What's the danger rating of this? Mm. I'm going to give it a middle ground of three. Okay. Because if you don't let it in, none. Yeah, that's the thing. You're in charge of this. If it comes to your house and you close the door, nothing happens. Exactly. But if you let it in, five. Yeah, there are plenty of encounters of people who've just closed the door and nothing bad's happened and they've written about it. But this is one of the only ones that, oh, these are the only ones that I could really find where yeah. they did and then something bad happened. Yeah, so I'm going to go middle ground because it depends. Yeah. Yeah. The realism. How realistic do you think this is? Do I believe that a child has knocked late at night at a door? That's not the question. And then later on, that person has had health issues? Yes. Do I believe that it's aliens? Well, not necessarily <sighs> it's aliens. Do you believe that these stories are true? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. And like, there are kids, regardless of what they are, kids out there with black eyes, old-fashioned clothes, bowl cuts, who come to your house at night, and if you let them in, bad things will happen to you, regardless of what they are. Do you believe in that? Out of five. How much do you believe in it? I know that I always take a cynical stance. One and a half. One and a half? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really torn with it. I'm really torn. Can we agree on a two? No. <laughs> this isn't Why? your rating, is it? One and a half. All right, one and a half it is. Yeah, no, I am really torn because I just don't know. And there's never going to be enough information because if it is real, then people are going to be dying, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't, you know, if, if a kid showed up at my door, I would remember this story and be like, no, get out. Yeah. But... Well, I think that's the thing is that like sometimes people will say they won't believe in something, but then they still won't want to deal with it. It's like people who don't believe in ghosts, but then are still like too afraid to like do a Ouija board. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's well, like, yeah, it's like I don't think that Ouija boards work, but I'm never going to do one. But there must be some belief in that, then is what I'm trying to say. Even if it's I just think a, it's more just covering all belief. bases. Do you know what I mean? Well, I feel like it's kind of like I'm going to compare it to something kind of stupid. When I'm like, hmm, what do I want to eat? Do I want a pizza or a sandwich? And then I'm like, Kate, pick. And you're like, pizza. And I'm like, I kind of said about the sandwich, you know? I feel like it's like that. It's nothing like that. No? <laughs> no. Like you're like, I don't believe in this That's at all. what you're hungry for. But then if I'm a not kid... hungry for black-eyed children. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> eat the children. <laughs> no, if I'm like, oh, I don't believe in this. But then a kid knocks at the door and I'm like, it's the demon children. You obviously do believe in it. So I, saw, I sort of wonder. No, I don't believe it, but I will remember it. But would you believe it at the time if you saw a kid at the door? Would you think like, that's a black eyed kid and I shouldn't let them in? Well, like, if I saw a kid and it had black eyes, I'd be like, oops, I was wrong. Okay, fair yeah, enough. I take one. It's like, um, if you don't believe in God and then for some reason you die and go to heaven... I'd be like, all right, I was wrong. You know, Fair it's enough. more like that than it is. I want pizza or a sandwich. Okay. <laughs> Weirdest comparison. You know what I mean, though? I obviously wanted the sandwich all along. Why did I even put up an argument? Why did I compare the two when I obviously want the sandwich? I obviously believe in the children. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. If for some reason you enjoy this podcast... <laughs> <laughs> Which can, we are seriously wondering why. Then you can support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Magic and murder. There are some tiers. You want to talk about the tiers? I will do. Yes. So we've got a bunch of tiers and they range from not a long month to a bit more. And we've updated it recently, but you can get things like extra episodes, um, little short stories, follow backs, things like that, letters, cards, whatever. So Definitely go over, have a little look, see if it floats your boat. And if it does, sign up. Yeah, and you can support us in different ways as well if you go to our website at mitsmagicandmana.weebly.com. Also, you can follow us on social media at mitsmagicpod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We post everything that we talk about on here in photo form over there so you can like get real, real reference of what we're actually talking about. And if you have any of your own spooky stories, haunted happenings, or terrifying tales then send them over to us at mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com we would love to hear them and we might mention them on here maybe 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 <laughs> possibly possibly anyway sorry I'm, I'm in a really weird mood is that everything to that's everything I think okie dokie I will move on to talking about Bloody Mary get ready Say for my sources kids no <laughs> <clears throat> hauntedrooms.co.uk wikipedia wikihow yeah, scaryforkids.com, 
Refinery scaryforkids.com. That's a whole website. Ah. Refinery29.com, omgfacts.com, allthatsinteresting.com, people.howstuffworks.com, britannica.com, halloween-website.com, beautyanalysis.com, what happens next, contemporary urban legends and popular culture by Gail DeVos, Giovanni Caputo, strange face in the mirror illusion, 2010, it's an article, it's in the Perception magazine, volume 39 for those that are interested mythical dash and dash paranormal dash blog dot blogspot.com and liveabout.com so basically you wrote an essay <laughs> i know i always feel like it but i never want to include information that i've got from a website and then not quote their website that's fair enough so. okay tell me about this this mary so i feel like everybody knows of bloody mary and some of the braver among you may have even tried to summon her in your bathroom However, for those who don't know, I'm going to explain a bit about the ritual slash game and possible effects of summoning a ghost known as Bloody Mary. Let me set the scene. <clears throat> it's Friday night. You're 10 years old. You're at your friend's house for a sleepover. Lies. I would never be at a sleepover. I hated sleepovers. <laughs> You've just finished watching horror films that have frightened you all past the point of sleeping when you sit in a circle and start telling scary stories with a torch to light the room. Then one of the kids mentions Bloody Mary. Who's Bloody Mary? One of the other kids asked. Why have you written this whole like scene in which I'm ten? That's it. You've all been suckered into summoning her now. <laughs> Just to prove you aren't scared, even though you're debating phoning your mum. <sighs> I used to phone my mum at every sleepover. <laughs> I used to message her early in the morning and be like, Mum, can you come and pick me up? And so I'll say that it's for like dance rehearsal. I used to do that, but at like 10 p.m because i used to enjoy sleepovers like i used to enjoy the hanging out and like the ghost stories and the snacks you know and staying up late and then as soon as i came to go into sleep i absolutely despised it and i wanted to go home i hated the ghost stories i never watched a horror film until i was 15 yeah i watched my first one when i was like 14 i think and then i immediately spiraled into adoring them <laughs> fair yeah no i was I, I i wasn't actually i still didn't like them after i watched them and then i just kind of fell into it later anyway you draw straws to pick who will go first, and you go into a bathroom with a candle, look at yourself in the mirror, and say, Bloody Mary, repeatedly. Then your reflection changes to reveal a horribly disfigured woman dripping in blood. Nice. <laughs> Is she okay? No. She needs some milk. That is the basic premise of the childhood game, in inverted commas. Although personally, I don't think that summoning, summoning an apparition is for children, nor is it a game. <laughs> it's like in um, The Exorcist, when the mom just, like, the kid, I can't remember, Reagan, is playing with the Ouija board, and her mom is just like, haha, this is fine. <laughs> oh, kids. I'm like, why is this okay? No! Ghost <laughs> uh, hunting is not for children. No, it is. it is not. Don't let them do that. Fun fact, if you still don't know how to play, then there's a wiki how available for this to tell you how to do it step by step. Are you going to read it? No. The wiki how does say, though, that if she doesn't appear after you've said her name, then you should spin in a circle three times. And for some reason, this will summon her? I always had that. I thought you had to. I thought you had to say it, her name three times and then spin around three times and then look in the mirror. That's how we used to play it. It also says, though, if she's still not there, then obviously you have to spin three times the other way. Oh, yeah, of course, to undo it. So, I don't know about you, but I've never heard of this Bloody Mary hack. 
I haven't heard that that's how you like confirm her. I never heard about the spinning. I don't think it's a very good idea to be spinning around in a dark bathroom with an open flame. Well, also, we never used a candle there. We always just used like a torch. That's why it didn't work. We were children. You don't know if it worked. I haven't told you. It didn't work. <laughs> well, I feel like it would. you would have mentioned Bloody Mary in the three years that I've known you. Yeah, probably. I used to do it with my friends. People used to do it in the school bathroom. Oh, nice. Love that. <laughs> At least you're not haunting your own home. It's break time. Gotta go summon the devil. <laughs> um. Anyway, there are variations in the ritual. For example, some believe that 13 times of saying Bloody Mary will do the trick, but the number varies. I heard three as well. Yeah. But it's it varies between one and a hundred times. Though who's standing in the mirror? Maybe what we should do is go in there with a candle and just keep saying it and spinning until she arrives. We're going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's going to happen. Some people don't believe you need a bathroom. You just need a dark room. But bathrooms were more often used because it was and still sometimes is common for them to not have windows. Oh yeah. So just any any dark room. I, I hate bathrooms that don't have windows. I know. I feel so claustrophobic and I'm I just feel like I'm gonna pass out whenever I have a shower, even if it's an extractor. Yeah. Like at uni. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as well as these variations, Mary is also said to behave in a multitude of ways. For example, some people say she will scream, curse, strangle you, steal your soul, drink your blood, scratch your eyes out, drive you insane, or pull you into the mirror. Oh, yeah. see, if I'd have heard those as a child, I probably wouldn't have done it. I just heard that she showed up and you got to see her for a bit. Oh, yeah, no, there's a whole... What did you hear that happened? I heard she scratched your eyes out. I think that's the most common. This is why I never did Bloody Mary. See, I don't think there were any consequences for us, so I think <laughs> that's why I do. I was okay to do it. Damn, glad she didn't turn up. Yeah, right. I just thought I'd like get to hang out with her and she's clawed my eyes out. <sighs> Hanging out with Mary on my Snapchat. Go see. Some also say that she can still come for you if you're near a mirror in darkness, whether you're trying to call her or not. That's horrific. Mm. Fun fact. I'm never going near a mirror. To be fair, I still don't go near mirrors in the dark in case I like look at myself when I'm all wrong. What? It's a fear of mine. In case you look at yourself and you're all wrong. Yeah, like I look at my, like an us. In case you look in the mirror, and the person who's in the mirror is you, but slightly wrong. You know, like if I look in the mirror and I'm making a straight face, and then the person in the mirror smiles? Oh, yeah. Or, like... Like in the film Mirrors. Yeah, like in a lot of films, to be fair. Or, <laughs> you know, they'll move a bit, or I'll notice something is like slightly wrong, they'll look a bit different, and I'm like, freaked out, and then I can't sleep. I think it's because I used to... My bed, for like a long time, used to be next to like... An entire wall of mirrors. Ah, comfortable it, living. My wardrobe had mirrors on the front, and I told my mom I didn't like them, and she kept them up anyway because I was a kid. So she was just like, "Why is this an issue?" Yeah. And I used to face it because it was a single bed, so I used to just face the mirrors, which meant that when I was falling asleep every night, I would have to just look at myself until I fell asleep. Fair. And I hated it, and it's given me a lot of fear. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Now I don't look in mirrors in the night. Anyway, please continue. While there are variations in the so-called game of Bloody Mary, there are also variations on who people believe Bloody Mary is. One person that it could be is Queen Mary I of England. That's who I heard it was. Also, if you hear any noises throughout this podcast, we're not 
um, being attacked by the black-eyed children. It's a uh, the resident cat, Ernie. Ernie, big fat cat, scratching at the door to come in. There but. are photos of him on Instagram. He's very sweet, but he's also lousy, lousy, <laughs> loud, he's and also, noisy. He's also lousy. <laughs> he's also he never shows up on time. He doesn't do his laundry. Worst housemate. <laughs> anyway, Queen Mary the First of England, or Mary Tudor who actually had the nickname of Bloody Mary. I thought it was Mary Tudor. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that is Queen Mary the First of England. Yeah, but I heard that because... Yeah, I know. I oh, know that's what right, I mean. Right. I just mean I heard that because she was called Bloody Mary. I, th- I, th- I thought that that was also who the woman in the mirror was. Right, is what I'm saying. She was the daughter of Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon and reigned from 1553 to 1558. So... She had a bit of a faff here, because when Henry died, he gave the throne to his son, Edward. But he was a very sick child. He was crowned when he was nine. And then six years after, so in 53, he became mortally ill, died. He didn't want Mary to reign, though, because he was a Protestant. She was a Catholic. So he announced that Lady Jane Grey would be crowned. She's known as the Nine Days Queen, because that's how long she reigned before Mary had assembled an entire army and taken it back. Yep. She then chucked Jane in the Tower of London and beheaded her. I didn't know about that part. Yeah, so Mary had already been removed from the line of succession once, so I imagine she was pretty pissed when it happened the second time. Yes. Anyway, when she was reigning, she made a point to violently execute Protestants as they were heretics. Side note. A heretic is someone that has religious opinions that differ from the accepted church. Heresy at the time was considered an infection of the body politic that needed to be destroyed so it didn't poison society. Therefore, not only were heretics killed, but they were burned so their body parts couldn't be used as relics. So Mary ordered to have around 240 men and 60 women burned at the stake, which earned her the fitting nickname of Bloody Mary. Lovely. Another possibility is that Bloody Mary is actually Mary Worth. She was supposedly a witch that lived in Chicago around the time of the Civil War and made a living selling extracts and herbal remedies. The local people were wary of her, fearing she was a witch, as they did not want to be cursed. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's entirely fair. (laughs) Around the same time, it's said that young girls went missing from the village. Mary denied all knowledge of the disappearances, yet the locals remained dubious. One night, the miller's daughter was intrigued by a mysterious noise that only she could hear. She started out the house. Her mother was awake at the time, nursing a toothache, with an extract purchased from Mary, coincidentally, and told uh, sorry, and told her husband to follow their daughter. Both were shouting at her to come back inside, but their pleas fell on deaf ears. By this point, some other locals had gotten involved, and a farmer noticed the light coming from the edge of the woods. When they got closer, they saw Mary Worth with a wand, next to a huge oak tree, pointing the wand at the miller's home. She said she is said to have been glowing with an unnatural light, and the daughter was headed straight for it. The farmer quickly loaded his gun and shot Mary in the hip. Oh my god. <laughs> then the villagers tied her to a stake and lit a bonfire under her. Oh, yeah. Mary. (laughs) They weren't fucking around. No. While she was being burned alive, she told the villagers that she had set a curse upon them and should they ever utter her name in a mirror, she would be back for them to exact her revenge. 
When they investigated her house, they found rows and rows of unmarked graves. Mary had been using the blood of the young children to make herself more youthful. Oh my god, okay, maybe she did deserve <laughs> maybe not to be killed that brutally, but... <laughs> Yikes, Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I trusted you for like half of that. Which sounds kind of similar to the story of um, Delphine Lalaurie. Yeah, it does. Yeah, using the blood to be more youthful. Yeah, we could and, do an episode on her sometime. Yeah, she's very interesting. I have a friend that might have seen the ghost of her, so... Wow. Yeah, she was in American Horror Story Season 3, if you're interested. Personally, I would like this story to be true, because this is by far more interesting. It's got a tale of like murder, revenge, violence. However... There were a lot of tall tales made up about the more spiritual people in towns, which then later ended up in them being identified as witch. Yeah. Also, as far as I'm aware, witches and wands aren't really a thing. I feel like it could have just been added in to kind of be like, oh, she's definitely a witch. She had a wand. Yeah. Um, I don't know of any witches that use a wand. Especially if she was more into herbal remedies and extracts and stuff. I don't know. It just doesn't all seem to add up to her being a witch. Also, why would she be so openly stood on the outskirts of the woods, blatantly enchanting a little girl when she knows the townspeople are on the hunt anyway? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But that could have just been a big old mistake from Mary. She thought no one was looking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what time it was, so. 3pm. Finally, there is the possibility that Bloody Mary is a beautiful, well, was a beautiful young girl. The source online kept telling me different surnames, so I can't be sure where it originated from or or whatever. So I'll just call her Mary. Mary was a very vain girl as she was so beautiful. However, one day she was involved in a terrible accident that caused her to become very disfigured. Oh no. Mary wasn't allowed to see her own face in fear she would go mad. However, one night when everyone had gone to sleep, she snuck into a room with a mirror. When she saw her face, she screamed and sobbed and wished for her old face back. Then she walked into the mirror to find her old reflection as she wanted it back so badly. Alongside doing so, she vowed to disfigure anyone that searched for her in the mirror. Okay, that seems like a very appropriate story. That seems like, you know, one that was made specifically for this. Yeah. As opposed to just the other ones that could be her. Yeah. I like that. So that's all for the origins. Now on to other possible explanations. Yeah. There was some literature, bear with me, Okay. that said that Bloody Mary was a fabrication to express the fear of menstrual processes. Okay. Yeah. So people say that since it's pubescent girls that play the game in the bathroom, right, and have the fear of someone bloody appearing. Yeah. This mimics periods. Okay. Uh huh. Also, the fact that it's performed at night reflects the taboo nature of menstruation. Okay. As girls are being kept in the dark. All right. Yeah, I'm not sure I believe this because no. it's a bit of a leap from getting your period to someone gouging your eyes out. It kind of sounds like something that I would have written in an essay at uni. That's literally kind of... what I've written later on. I'm like, sorry, this sounds like an actual English essay. But... Yeah, it sounds like you're trying to compare things. I mean, I don't even think I was thinking about my period when I was playing this game. You know what I mean? I know that that's not the point, but like, I don't feel like that's the reason. Personally. Yeah. But it's quite interesting to think about. It's an interesting sort of concept, I guess. Oh, yeah. I don't think it means like all of the girls that are doing it are thinking about it like that. But I think like maybe it could have been like 
why it got so big and became so scary and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the focus on menstrual problems does link back to the idea that it could have been Queen Mary I in the mirror, though, because she had one of the most famous cases of phantom pregnancy. She displays the usual symptoms of pregnancy. However, when her due date came, there was no child. Shortly after, her bump decreased in size and it was discovered she was never pregnant. Perhaps this is why Bloody Mary reflects fear of menstrual processes. It does sound a bit like an unconvincing English essay, but anything's possible, I guess. I mean, yeah. And it also links... So there are some versions of the game where Mary will appear if you chant, I stole your baby or I killed your baby. Oh, I remember that. I yeah. feel like I'd block that out until right now. Yeah. So it could all link in, maybe. Oh my God, sorry, you just broke in a childhood memory. I feel like <laughs> I'd blocked that out and then you said it and I was like, <gasps> I just looked into the past. Yeah. So also, <clears throat> the first reports of Bloody Mary, as she is today, only date back to the early 60s, as far as anyone can tell, as in the 1960s. So it could have just been created as a bit of fun and an activity for sleepovers. Yeah. The story got huge as well when chainmail became a thing in the 90s, so it's possible that it's another Slender Man-esque type tale that lives on. Yeah. So, alternatively, Bloody Mary could be explained away as a hallucinatory phenomenon. So Giovanni Caputo, as I said in the the beginning bit, conducted a study in which participants looked at themselves in a mirror in a dimly lit, quiet room for 10 minutes. The participants were then questioned about what they saw, and it was found that 66% of them saw a huge deformation in their own face, 18% saw a parent's face with traits changed, and only 8 of these parents were still alive, 28% saw an unknown person, 28% saw an archetypal face, which means like a generic old woman or a generic child or something. 18% saw an animal face and 48% saw a monstrous being. We talked about this the other day, didn't we? Uh-huh. Because I was talking to my friend about how sometimes when you look at yourself in the mirror for too long, um, you start to feel like you're going crazy. Or like sometimes I look at myself in the mirror for like a few minutes uh-huh. Yeah, well, some of these... And it makes me think, like, that person in the mirror is, like, a demon. Well, some some of these, like, in some of these cases, it occurred after only a minute. Yeah, I've had it after, like, a, a minute or two. Because it sounds like I just do this for fun. I, sometimes if I'm, like, trying to affirm myself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll look in the mirror and be like, you can do this, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, sometimes I, like, to calm... Because I have anxiety, sometimes, like, to calm myself down, I have to, like, look at myself and be like, listen, girl, it's okay. Yeah, but like one time I was doing it and I was looking at myself for like quite a bit longer and I was like, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, sometimes I've just done it. Like when I was younger, I used to just do it. Oh yeah, like I used to just always look at myself. Oh, then I'd like smile and be like, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, Especially definitely... smiling, I get like super creeped out. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but sometimes um... I don't even look at myself in the mirror. Like when I wash my hands now, in case I do it to myself, even though I know it's literally just me. I never look in the mirror when I'm in the bathroom because it's like a, a horror trope. I just try and avoid it at all costs. Fair enough. It's like whenever I open a door, I look down. Oh, I'd never noticed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hate it. Because then if you look up and someone's there, I'm just going to cry. We're way too into horror, man. Like, I know that this is like a... I'm a very paranoid person. <laughs> Me too, yeah. So, 
But anyway, therefore, if this phenomenon is so frequent and varied across people in a dimly lit room, then it would explain why Bloody Mary appears for the people that have seen her. However, it wouldn't explain why everyone has seen the same woman, if they have, because I don't know of anyone that's given a description of how she looks. Like, in some cases, she is actually bloody. In some cases, she isn't. Like, I feel like they can't say for sure, oh yeah, it was um, Queen Mary the first, because all of the, the witnesses don't add up. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they all described someone that looked like Mary the first, they'd be like, okay, what's well, her in the mirror? Yeah. See, I think, though... If it's a bunch of kids playing this, how do they know what Mary the First looks like? How do we all know what Mary the First looks like? Because what all we've seen is a portrait. Yeah, but it's not exactly like discredible, is it? Well, it could be like that <laughs> Henry VIII's other wife, I can't remember which one, the one that he... Anne of was, Cleves, horse Yeah, he face. saw a beautiful photo yeah. of her and then when he met her, she looked like a horse and he got divorced immediately or whatever happened, but people would just paint people to look better because there were paintings that were no photos so we don't have any proof that that's what she actually looked like if no, you're a but... kid and you're told that if you do this and then you see this woman and then like you see something you're, you could be like oh my god it's her and then tell everyone else and then they do it and they're like oh my god it's her and no one really talks about what she looked like because I mean how were kids supposed to really know that mm. also if you're a kid and someone's like here's a photo of Henry VIII and you show them like James Charles they could be like, please don't. No, no, don't do that. But you know what I mean? You'd be like, okay, because you're a kid. And this game is aimed at children, so. True, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I guess as well, because obviously Anna Cleve's portrait was so different because she was like, make me look really, really good. Because, you know, whatever. And like, she then paid him a lot of money. Obviously, you're not going to draw the queen to look shit, are you? Exactly. Especially if she's out here butchering people. She could be like really ugly and they were like, okay. Mm. We're going to make you look really nice. And then you see her in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, a hideous woman. Yeah. Hmm. I found it really interesting as well because um, Queen Mary, after she'd had the phantom pregnancy, she thought that that was God punishing her for not killing enough of the heretics. Oh my God. So she then like went out and like amped it up by like 100%. Jeez. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. I found that really interesting. So, so... How scary would you rate it? I'm going to give this. Mm. It's kind of complicated because obviously uh, I don't, I know we'll get to that. I don't think that it's like a genuine thing, but I think the whole sort of experience of this is quite scary. Mm -hmm. When it was a kid, it used to scare me and like looking in the mirror a long time scares me. Mm -hmm. I feel like combining those two with being in the dark, I'm going to give it a three. Mm -hmm. I think it's a scary thing. Fair enough. How dangerous do you think it is? I don't think it's dangerous. I don't think it's like a... I don't think it's a threat. You don't? No. Because, it. I mean, I used to do it and nothing happened, you know? And like... What if you just didn't do it right? Because you didn't spin left three times, spin right three times. Say it a hundred cha -cha times. Cha-cha real smooth. <laughs> <laughs> do the Macarena. Yeah. I don't know. But I think if, even if you look at yourself in the mirror for too long and you see a monster, they don't do anything. You just see him. Yeah, but there's a story where, like like I said, she can, like, gouge out your eyes. Maybe there's like a one. There's a, um, I think it was, like, one of the first, like, chain mails. And it was like, oh, I did Bloody Mary with my friend. And then we were on, like, the seventh time of saying it. And then my friend, like, 
bent over violently, like suddenly. And then we turned the light on and we looked at her face and she had like fingernail scratches down one side of her face. No. It does just sound like chain mail, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think I've had too much chain mail as a kid, like to to think that this is a real thing that could happen. What was your worst chain mail that you received? I don't know. I remember um I used to get that one about the girl who's gonna be at the end of your bed or like kill your mom. Mm. And that used to re- I took my mom so much or like kill you you know what i mean and mm. i used to i used to i used to sit there at night and obviously i have anxiety and i have since i was a child so this used to like really dwell on me like i used to i mean i'm sure it did for other kids but it was all i could think about when i saw those mail like chain mails mm. i used to sit there at night and like think about my mom and be like this kid this woman's gonna kill her or yeah. like she's gonna be at the end of my bed so i have to fall asleep right now so i don't see her mm-hmm. and like i'd sleep like facing away with like a pillow over me so i couldn't see her if she was there they used to really freak me out but i don't remember anyone that like particularly stood out they just used to all scare me quite a lot i had one where it was it resulted in like her standing at the end of your bed but it was because like she was like bullied and then she was pushed and she fell down a manhole and she snapped her neck this is all a lot how did you remember this because it really scarred me for life fair enough and um I'd been sent it to a guy that went to my school and I then forwarded it because I was so scared. I was like crying because like then this like, it's basically like the crooked man will be at the end of your bed. Do you know what I mean? Except it was this girl. Yeah. And if you're younger and you don't know any much about chain monks, I feel like it isn't really a thing anymore. Um, yeah. No one uses email really. So. Yeah. You have to send it to like five people and then it won't happen to you, you know? Oh yeah. Like if you send this to 15 people, then she will pass over you or something it's like pass yeah. over but with email it used to scare me a lot because i didn't really it would be like send us to 100 people and i'd be like i don't know that many people and i'd like cry yeah right <laughs> yeah so i think i sent it to my dad and then my dad was like livid like he he fucking popped off at this guy the guy who sent it yeah bless him we were in primary but he was like don't you dare send this to my daughter ever again i mean fair enough he was livid because i was so scared anyway so real you're going for i think that it's complicated because i think that there is a truth to this i just don't think that the game results in seeing mary the first in the mirror you know what i mean Mm -hmm. well people believe like originally that it wasn't so much a game but it was obviously you can do a form of divination in a mirror yeah that's kind of what i was thinking i was thinking it was either that or it was the origin is true and interesting and then if you're looking in a mirror saying the same thing you're gonna have that thing where you start seeing your face all messed up Mm -hmm. it seems perfectly logical to me that you'd be like this is because of that and i see her but it's just you see what your brain is making you see you know what i mean Mm -hmm. as opposed to there being an actual like spirit in the mirror Mm -hmm. so what are you writing up hmm I don't know because I don't know what are we rating here how real it is how real seeing Bloody Mary is well I guess yeah my topic is Bloody Mary so how real do you think Bloody Mary is I'm gonna go for like a two Mm -hmm. because I don't want to give it nothing because like I think that as I said there is a truth to this I just don't think that the truth is you see Mary the first it is interesting though that that's what I was taught to say like I stole your baby or something because that means that there's a likelihood this did come from her being 
sort of the thing that triggered this to, to be a thing you know mm. what i mean yeah um but i hadn't really thought about it until you just said it. i didn't know why we said that yeah as a kid i just did it it's interesting isn't it? there was also another kind of um mirror magic as i'm gonna call it because i'm not entirely sure that i'm saying divination right um and it was done in like the 1800s or something and women would walk backwards upstairs which is <laughs> dangerous and then they would go to a mirror and it would show them the face of the man they would marry okay and if you got a skull it would mean like you died before you got married which i found really really i mean it's entirely possible it's yeah. entirely possible by doing this you're summoning something yeah yeah but I'm I'm just saying because I've done it that I don't think that's the case. Yeah. But it could it could just be that I did it wrong. But like some of them were like, oh, you know, you need one candle. Oh, you need a candle both sides of the mirror. Oh, you don't need a candle. Do you know what I mean? It could have just been that you did it wrong. Yeah, it could be that like you know, kids are told this thing because it came from an actual ritual that was done, and now kids do it just by turning off the light in the bathroom exactly. and saying stuff. Yeah. But in reality, if you actually do this ritual or spell, perfect then you do summon something. I think I have done it once actually. Because I think I was around my friend's house and we just turned the light off and we didn't have a torch or anything. We just stood in the pitch black and we only said it like twice and then we got scared and left. Yeah, I was really afraid when I used to do it. My friends used to do it and I used to kind of just stand there. I think I did Bloody Mary like three times, but then I didn't say that I stole your baby because I was afraid. I didn't want to threaten a ghost. Yeah. I'm not out here to to tease a ghost. I was far too scared for that. But I liked sort of like the idea of it. Mm -hmm. But I also, I was pretty skeptical as a kid. I don't think I thought there was going to be a ghost. I think I was just like, well, this is going to happen and then we'll go have some popcorn. Yeah. So any alternative explanations you can think of? People look in the mirror for too long and mess up their own face and think it's a monster. Anything else? It was made for kids' sleepovers to freak them out. Fair. Because it's fun to talk about ghost stories when you're a kid. It's fun to talk about ghost stories when you're an adult, evidently. But yeah. when you're a kid at a sleepover, it is fun. And it's even more fun to be like, let's go see if we can find a ghost. Yeah. Like, the idea of being able to be like, we can all summon this ghost together in the mirror. Group fun. It is. It's a fun thing. Yeah. In, in theory, you know, like if you're a kid, I used to be like, wow. It's like the joy so of doing a Ouija board. I can imagine like, oh, let's all sit down and do a Ouija board. It's like when people love to ask me to do their tarot readings. Yeah, I, I understand it. Like but it's like a it's like a bonding thing, I guess. Yeah, but I, I think that's definitely an explanation. Mm. What do you think alternative explanations could be? Um, I don't know. Obviously, there's the ones that I've said. I don't think it's got anything to do with menstrual processes. No, me either, really. Um, you know, I think that would be a really good GCSE English piece. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Yeah, I've just kind of got that it's fabricated or, or that it is a mirror phenomenon. Because, I mean, if it is a ghost, then the ghost is Bloody Mary. Do you know what I mean? If she's summoned by you saying that, then it's either true or it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can't really be anything else. Yeah, I would say it's either a ritual that has to be performed perfectly. It's when you look in the mirror and, you know, you see your own face. Or it's just a complete lie for children. Yeah. I think that it's, in, in some sense it is definitely based off of actual Bloody Mary, though. 
Yeah. Because of the baby thing. Because I feel like that that can't just be coincidence. I hadn't heard that version. You haven't? That's mm. what we used to say, but I, as I said, I'd forgot it until you said it, and then I could remember my like being with my friends and them doing it, and I had like a full-on flashback. Yeah. Well, some people also say, like, I believe in... Oh, I've never heard of that. Bloody Mary, or Mary Worth, or I don't believe in, insert name here. Oh, fair. Yeah, so. Lots of ways to do it. Horribly spooky. Don't do it. It's not for children, nor is it a game. But if you do do it, tell us what happens. But don't do it. We're not we're not saying you should, but we know that you listen before bed. So if you're going to do this as well... <laughs> You've been exposed. If I'm telling you not to, then let us know. Yeah, this has been a pretty long episode for us. It has, yeah. A lot of information, a lot of disagreements because the men in black would come back for you. Um, Tell us what you think about these things on our social media at Myth Magic Pod. And... Don't listen before bed. Listen before bed.